Hello and welcome to Brony Music History. It's the podcast about the history of Brony Music. I honestly thought today's interview wasn't ever going to happen and I want to say a big shout out to Iron Curtain for your eagle eyes, which helped link me up with today's guest. So thank you very kindly and I hope this podcast lives up to everything you want it to be. On the show today, we're talking to an artist who has in so many ways defined the style and tone of the fandom's music scene um, after his releases. Starting reducing music in May of 2011, um, he elevated vocal chops to dazzling heights and the combination of chill progressive vibes with humorous PMVs proved to be an instant hit. The response to the announcement I was doing this interview on Twitter um, was nothing short of astonishing and I lost track of the amount of comments from people saying that tracks like Flutter Wonder and Sunshine and Salary Stalks take them back to the beginning of their journey in the fandom and that they wouldn't be bronies without them. He's inspired a plethora of remixes in every style on the planet and it's still very common to hear all of these tracks dropped at conventions today. I won't make you wait any longer, so can I please welcome for the first interaction with the fandom in a very, very long time, Matt R, aka Pinkie Pie Swear. Hello, hello. Hello. How's well, it going? Yeah, I'm, look, it's Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> I'm up reasonably early, but oh, I'm so excited. I did not, did not sleep very well last night. Uh, <laughs> I, I also woke up about 30 minutes ago, so that works. Well, there we go. I don't know if I'm supposed to sound like this. <laughs> it's perfect timing perfect timing and um yeah thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview i know you haven't had a lot of interaction with the um the fandom in recent years but um yeah i'm it's I'm just so glad it's happening heck yeah me too thank you so much for inviting me cool so let's wind the clock back to um before pony were you a musician um before you joined the fandom um i don't know if i still <laughs> I don't know if even at this point I, I could call myself a musician. Um, I don't know any music theory at all. Um, I technically knew how to play an instrument. It was the clarinet, uh, but I kind of dropped out of it by middle school. So I'm like the least musician, musician-y musician you can get. But yeah, I guess technically I did dabble in music before all of this. To and, answer that and, question. and specifically in like dance music production um had you ever made any tracks before joining pony yes um really bad ones but yes okay cool um and can you remember the sort of music you were listening to like around that early 2011 era when you when you joined the fandom barely that's that's a long time ago but yeah i kind of do it was mostly it was mostly trancey stuff so the artist that jumps out immediately that i could think of would be like bt yeah, um, nice. BT was a big one, and then uh, ATB was another big one. I apparently listened to nothing but initialisms back then. But yeah, those two artists in particular were huge influences on why I wanted to get into it, because I don't know, I just, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, sweet. And um, yeah, now, now that you say it, yeah, you're very, very reminiscent of ATB's style. Um, I, can, I, I feel like I can hear that in the, in the DNA of your tracks. And... Um, yeah, so you're coming in with a little bit of music production experience. Um, how did you discover uh, My Little Pony? Uh, shoot, that's also a long time ago. Um, I believe it was just online, just kind of vague mentionings of, of how good it was um, on the, in the internet via forums or videos, YouTube videos, stuff like that. And 
of course, I, I this I feel like this is a super common story. I was very skeptical that My Little Pony was anything worth devoting any time to, but I was like, ah, whatever, I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll try one. So I picked one episode at random, and the one episode I picked at random was Sonic Rainboom from season one. So I just I watched it, and I I thought it was really good. I I guess I picked a good one because. I kind of fell in love with it pretty pretty quick, and I ended up watching. The, I'm glad I didn't start with with episode one and two. Sorry if anyone likes those episodes, but those those are, those ones are a little rough. But pretty much everything after that in the first season is is really fun, and I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, awesome. And so you started making music like very early. Like your first track that you put out on YouTube is May 17 of 2011. That's only two or three months after like the first brony music gets put up on the internet um did you know about other people making horse inspired tracks or did you just go at it independently no i i I guess i can't quite remember if i was aware of other horse music yet but i was definitely i think this just happened to coincide really closely with me getting into music production just before the pony stuff and then when i got into the pony stuff and daniel ingram's stuff just kind of i i liked his stuff a lot and i liked the instruments that he used especially all the guitars and stuff and i really wanted to do something with it and that's what inspired me to to take what i was learning and you know actually use sounds that aren't horrible which would describe my first tracks because I just didn't have material that sounded good. So I wanted to say like, hey, maybe if I take the sounds from this show and do something with it, it'll sound a little bit better than the garbage that I'm producing. And it worked. Yeah. And I, like sa- sampling in, in so many ways is at the core of um, your musical style. Um, and Giggle at the Ghosties definitely sounds like a like like a first track, but it's also like reasonably solid. Um, uh yeah let's let's give giggle at the ghosties a spin um or giggle at the ghostly is giggle at the oh god too many names oh um, i got yeah i got a story about that but yeah go ahead. <laughs> yeah yeah tell us about it what's the what's with the name of this track <laughs> well the so i had a giant argument because you know back in the day i was just a huge debate bro i guess and i wanted to everyone was saying that it was giggle at the ghosty is that what you said giggle yeah at the ghosty. yeah yeah, everyone was saying Giggle at the Ghosty, and I, I was the only person on the planet who was, when I heard the lyrics of that song, um, I heard Ghostly. And it just made more sense to me that, well, everything else that she says is like, you know, an adjective or an adverb describing something. So I, I, I feel like it's Ghostly. So I named it Ghostly just to spite all the people that were saying it. <laughs> but, but to be fair, I still don't, to this day, I don't even know if it's a ghost, ghosty or ghostly, but... Yeah, wow. that's, oh, that's 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 some real early fandom controversy like yeah. <laughs> some real real petty shit i love it yeah um yep. cool cool all right well let's give this a spin um from may 17 giggle at the ghostly the simply joy mix
Wow, wow, wow. Not bad for a first track, I don't think. It's not bad, though. Uh, one of my biggest criticisms for myself just listening to that song for the first time in I don't know how many years is that uh, my songs had this problem of being a little too long, and I was sitting there just like, God, is it over yet? And, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, my songs kept getting longer, and um, that's something that if I do get back into making music, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make shorter songs. Hey, look, as a, as a DJ, um, my, my personal opinion is that if you accidentally make me a DJ friendly mix, I'm your, your best friend. Um, and I'm happy for your song to be as long as you want if you're making DJ friendly mixes. Um, <laughs> and uh, so many of those early Phantom songs that are long is just like, we didn't intend this to be DJ friendly, but just by the virtue of the fact that the song is fucking long, it makes it really nice. Um, so yeah, swings, swings and roundabouts. Fun. Um, I had a question from Evershade who asked, do you know what, uh, what door and sort of production stuff you were using when you made that track and all of your early works? All of the early stuff, basically everything, um, except for the last two songs that I published on the YouTube channel were made with FL Studio. And all of the vocal chops were done using SliceX which I don't even know if that's still in FL Studio. It probably is, but it's been a while since I've used it. Um, there's probably better tools at this point, but yeah, the, I, I believe it was all made with SliceX in FL Studio. Cool. And how did you feel that track was received? Um, like, had, had you ever put out music onto the internet before and did it compare to what, um, you, you know, what, what the reception of this was like? I had put out music on the internet before and the reception of the music I put out before Pony was pretty bad but that's to be expected it was like my first stuff ever and yeah i got pretty torn apart on the um oh, what was it called i think it was called oc remix is where i put my very first stuff because it was remixes of video games and i think it was a Mega Man remix that i put on the internet the, the for the for my first song and yeah that got torn apart but that one uh was received super well to the point where i had a whole bunch of people remixing it and i was like whoa so yeah Yes, Scron asks, were you shocked by the amount of recognition you were you were getting um, like during those first couple of songs? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, even the first one, I was like, 
very surprised that it was getting that much recognition. But by the third one, I was just sort of in a daze, like, why are these going viral? <laughs> <What was that? laughs> and, 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 and vocal chops um, sort of have, have come to define not just your style, but I, I think partially because of you and partially because of other early artists like Chain Algorithm, the, the style of the fandom at large. Um, vocal chops aren't particularly common in a, a lot of commercial music. Do you, did you have any uh, like inspirations from like music that other people had done or were you just like, I'm just going to fucking sample the shit out of this? Well, uh, a little bit. The most obvious example that everyone's thinking of is Pogo. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that I definitely took some inspiration from Pogo. In fact, I've been listening to his stuff um, very recently because his stuff just keeps getting better and it's making me want to get back into it really badly. Um, something that Pogo does in his stuff that I really want to try doing in mine. Um, what I like to do is, is I, I chop the vocals like he does and I put that over a track that I've totally made myself with just synths and stuff. But what I've never tried is what he likes to do, which is to sample a lot of background sounds, ambient sounds, strings, and the actual music and sounds other than just the vocals. And that kind of gives the track this this kind of um, feel of, of that it belongs to that movie or whatever he's pulling it out of. And I want to try that really bad. I, I want to... I think I did in one of my songs, but I, I can't remember which one it was. Oh yeah, it was it was my Samurai Jack remix, which isn't even on YouTube anymore because it got copyright struck. Oh, rest in peace, rest in yeah. peace. Um, and I, I saw a lot of comparisons to Pogo, sort of w- walking through, um, you know, the, the, the comments on all your videos. Um, so a fair I, amount of people thought I was Pogo for a minute there, which uh, is funny, but no, it's not, I'm, not, it's I'm not, not him, I promise. Well, I mean, that's exactly what someone who wasn't Pogo would say, uh, who was Pogo would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> a good point. I believe you, I believe you. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so let's wander through some more of your tracks. Um, oh, I didn't didn't write down um, when Trixie's Good Side came out, um, but... Uh, you know, Tri- Trixie's good side is one is one of the tracks that you suggest to play because you think uh, because it's one of your favorites. Um, what's the what's the inspiration behind that song? And um, yeah, yeah, like like walk us through it. Why why is it your favorite? That one was the first one where it was like, man, I people liked the first one and the first one's cool, but I really like I'm liking this pogo ish style. I really want to try and instead of just taking uh, chops of vocals from a song which is a little bit well not a little bit it's a lot easier to do that because they're already singing in a key and so to take those bits and put them in music is just way easier than to do what i did with trixie's good side which is to take regular speech i don't think i don't does trixie ever sing i don't think trixie ever sings no at least oh no she does she does in like season six Oh, okay, um, yeah. Well, at the time. Yeah. One, <laughs> not, she, not in early she, seasons. She never sung, and she just talked. And I think she was only in one episode. She just talked a lot, but she had a very... I, I don't know how else to describe this other than musical voice. Mm-hmm. Every time she said stuff, it was just, like, very flowy and airy, and it's kind of the... Fluttershy has that same quality where when she talks, it's like, man, I really want to make music out of your words. 
And so, yeah, I just chopped her up. And that's right. The whole inspiration behind that song was just her going, how about... And I was like, oh, that's in a song. That needs to be a song. <laughs> and, yeah, just that one line inspired me to just do that, um, that whole track. Yeah, wow. All right. Um, well, I'm personally not hugely familiar with this one. And it, it you know, it's... Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if many people in the audience will be. Um, but yeah, let's let's give this one a spin. This is Trixie's good side. Especially since... Hmm, how about... 
it's just such a vibe. Every time, it's just such a chill fucking vibe. Uh, I think that was the first song that I overused the heck out of a plugin called Nexus, and that's where those really airy, trancey um, instrument, stringy instruments came from. And I kind of fell in love with them, and you'll hear them in like the rest of the songs. Yep, and uh, <laughs> I, and I think everyone is glad that you did. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this is sort of a couple a couple of months into your fandom journey now. Um, were you interacting with um, other musicians at at at, at this point, um, or, or like you know interacting with fans on a- anywhere other than YouTube? Fans definitely. Um, other musicians, I can't remember if I had done that by this point. Probably. It, it's the problem with thinking about this thing a, a decade later. I think by this point I was. Um, one of them was definitely not a clever pony. Um, there was, uh, oh shoot, everybody's name, Travis. Shoot, what was his, what was his brony name? His oh, real um, name was Travis. She, she's, uh, you're a beat brony. And yeah, she's, thank you. she's also, uh, transitioned, uh, since 2011. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, what, what is their name now? Uh, Jessa. Jessa. Gotcha. It's yeah. You choose. Right. You choose. Choose two paths. If you're a brony from 2011 and you're still hanging around, you become white supremacist or you become trans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's only two paths. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you ha- you're having a little bit of interaction. Um, were you ever considering like making music with um, other people, like sort of in that 2011 period, or just hanging out and your doing your own thing? Was I ever what? Sorry. Uh, considering like collabing with other musicians uh, in that 2011 period, or were you just hanging out doing your own thing? Um, I was kind of just hanging out doing my own thing. Um, yeah, that's that's from what I can remember. I was just hanging out doing my own thing. I kind of wanted to collab, but didn't really know who to do that with since I don't I don't know. I guess I could have like just mixed the vocal style with with other musicians, and that would have worked out fine. But yeah, I wasn't. I had no experience doing any kind of collab, and so I was kind of doing my own thing. Yeah, sweet. Um, and I got a lot of questions. Um, the, sure. the the next track you've suggested for us to play um, is by far your most popular track, um, and nice. it it's oh it, uh, oh, oh uh, uh, every time I've played it at conventions, the reaction has been fucking ungodly. Um, uh, <laughs> Kaneko asks, how deep exactly is the wide bell wonder? Uh, pretty deep. It, it goes very deep. Yeah, <laughs> very it, deep. I can't get into it within an hour. It's, it's too much. Wow. Okay. And um, Cardi B um, asks, what's the intended mood for Flutter Wonder? Um, I've always found it so nostalgic and joyful. And thank you so much for your music. Um, so thanks, Cardi, for that question. Um, yeah. What, what is the intended mood of the track? It's, um, I think at the time, since I was still into, I, I feel like I was into ATB for a long time. And for a while, ATB is always like at the beach, chilling, kind of just surreal. I'm, I'm just enjoying myself forever. <laughs> kind of like chillax, if I can use that phrase. It, yeah, just that kind of thing where a lot of the melodies, uh, there's a word for it, but I don't know anything about music, so I, for, I don't remember what it is, but the melodies work together there's lots of melodies going on at once and they all work together and i like that sort of thing yeah sweet and um it 
it's it's funny you're talking about your tracks um, being too long because this is um, a three minute uplifting trance track, um, which that all it is is three minutes. In yeah, in, in in uplifting trance terms, that's like like less than a third of a track normally. Um, wow. So maybe 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 there's your short your short song, um, uh, and maybe there's the reaction to the, the short song that you were looking for. Um, yeah, it sounds like I was starting to get it figured out, like the lengthwise, and then I caught the I have to make my song as long as possible virus. And, and <laughs> I, I think I think like luminescence was like nine minutes or something ridiculous. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad I had it figured out for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and do you um, uh, do you, do you have any specific inspirations for Flutter Wonder? Uh, I think by this point it was definitely still, I want to sound a little bit, I want to sound, I want to have my own sound of like the trance. It was just ATV plus Pogo at this yeah, point still. Cool. Nice. I have my own sound of trance synths and then mix it with apparently what I'm good at, which is, um, lining up vocals. <laughs> yep. Sweet. All right. Well, I mean, Flutter Wonder, it's now got, uh, 4.2 million views um, since August of 2017. So happy 10 year birthday to all of these tracks as well. Um, Heck yeah. Um, so yeah, let's 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 give all three gorgeous minutes of Flutter Wonder a spin.
Fuck. Does that bring back any memories? Yeah, it brings out a whole lot of memories. This might be sacrilegious to say, but this was... This song was the first song I got super sick of hearing because <laughs> I worked really hard on it. Um, I remember working at Target, actually, and I was in the clothes department folding clothes, just like, me, I wonder. Like, I had that going in my head while I was folding clothes, and I was like, all right, I need to get home and finish this stupid song. <laughs> and I finally finished it, and then I worked. It was, it was also the first song that I um, did, like, actual what is it called a pmv pony music video yeah that i that i actually put clips together and it wasn't just i think all the re all the songs before this were just slideshows and this was the first one that i actually pulled out sony vegas uh parentheses downloaded illegally and worked on this thing um but don't worry i i, I bought all the software by now oh yeah fair enough uh, you know we've all we, uh, we've all we've all done it uh <laughs> um so and your your PMVs would like for your two your two biggest works would really come to I think I think become a part of your style um, and and there were um, Flutter Wonder is is a quite quite a straight PMV it's just got like you know when she's singing she's she's on screen with all of her vocals and stuff but. You, you take it much further with um, Sunshine and Celery Stalks, where it was actually like quite a humorous PMV. There'd be ponies hitting the ground in time with the beat and um, a whole oh, bunch yeah, of stuff like yeah, that. Right. Um, yeah, do, do, you, do you think that contributed to like the, the success of those later songs, like having s sort of the visuals and, and the, the song that people could watch along with and, 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 and follow along? That's a great question because unfortunately there's no way for me to know that. I've never gotten feedback of like, man, I really liked it when when Applejack and uh, Rainbow Dash did their little high five or whatever it's called with hooves. It was like totally in time with the music or when, you know, she hits all the pillows. Uh, that's in time with the music. And I actually I remember in the show she only hits three pillows and so I had to loop her hitting one of the pillows so it would hit four in time with the music and like just little <laughs> things like that to make it work with the music i'm that's a great question i'm not sure if that contributed to the success if people like in you know could could kind of bounce along with the music a little easier just because what was happening in the video was a little more rhythmic that's well that's a good question I, th I i like to think it, it did but there's sure. there's definitely people commenting saying oh my god look at 301 and uh, like the pony hits the ground in at, at the same time as the beat um yeah so pe people have really fun to do too. yeah people have noticed and it, it it's it's charming i i think is is the best way to describe it I, it just it, it perfectly fits in with the tone of like the song and the show and yeah it, it's a it's just lovely um <laughs> uh, uh obligatory question um power note asks who's your favorite clippity cloppity I, what does that mean? Is, who's who's your favorite, favorite horse? Yeah. My favorite horse? Um, that changes like every season. Because like, I think my, uh, I think my first, the first season it was Pinkie Pie. And then the, uh, I can't remember which season it was. It became Applejack. And then there's another season where it was Rarity, which is weird because she was my least favorite in the first season, but then she became my favorite. I don't know. It changes every season. So at this point, I don't know. I'm probably just going to go against the grain and say like 
Starlight Glimmer. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So you have seen some of the later seasons in. in oh yeah, case. I've seen. I've seen all of it. I've seen you, all. Oh, of you it. have seen um, all of it. There we go. Yep, I finally did go back and watch all of it, and I actually like Starlight. She makes me laugh. Um. Well, Toby MLP asks, do you have any thoughts on the newer MLP stuff, like the later seasons of Friendship's Magic, and also G Five, if you've seen it? I did see G Five. Um, I personally, I'm not the biggest fan of the G Five movie just because it didn't make a lot of sense to me. There was a lot of lore that was just sort of weirdly missing. Um, not, But, like, ultimately, I don't care a whole lot about that. As long as it's funny and it's entertaining, and then I'm fine with it. Um, but, yeah, I was I was wondering, like, where the heck are Luna and Celestia? Where did they go? But, yeah, there, there was just some questions that, I, that weren't really answered, and she, she kind of... I think everything was solved a little too fast. I would have loved that movie if the problem that was in the movie wasn't solved and that opened up the like the the upcoming season to solving the problem of like getting these races of ponies to like each other again. That would have been really cool to stretch that over an entire season or even series, but they just sort of solved it in like 20 minutes. So I was like, "Oh, okay." But yeah. I know Hasbro can't do that. They can't be like, yeah, all these parts are racist. And <laughs> they, they continue to be racist to the end. Yeah. Oh, the, so. It is the, the, one of the, the, greatest, the greatest strength and the greatest flaw of My Little Pony is that ultimately it is children's media and you do have to play by some rules. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I, think, I, think, I think that's a very fair criticism of, of G5. Like, um, and honestly, a, a fair criticism of, of Pony as a whole that, you know, sometimes things just get pulled out of flanks and uh, things are solved that probably, you know, shouldn't shouldn't have been solved. But oh, that's um, that's that's the show itself. It's a similar criticism with G4 towards the later end, actually, because I forget what season finale it was. But whatever season finale, Starlight Glimmer was like she was like about to destroy the universe or something with some weird thing she was doing. And um it, it was resolved in the episode, which is fine. But then they did this like montage at the end where she's just friends with everybody all of a sudden. And I thought that was just way too fast. But to be fair, over the next few seasons, they uh, expanded on that. And that was cool. I liked that. I just don't like it when you solve a really big problem in 10 minutes. That never feels good. Yeah. 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 I, yep. I agree. The Starlight haters were eventually proved wrong, but my God, did they have a point at the start? Um, <laughs> um, another song of yours that I got a lot of questions about was, of course, Sunshine and Celery Stalks. It, in many ways, it. I think a lot of people think of it as like the Brony song, um, because it, it stylistically, I think it it came to define a whole genre of well, you know, as as all of your songs did to some extent, but I think. Sunshine Salary Stocks to uh, the greatest extent came to define the genre of, you know, like sort of chill, housey vibes with vocal chops. Um, and you can hear the DNA of all of your songs in so much of the fandom's music today. Um, what was your inspiration behind um, Sunshine and Salary Stocks? And yeah, how, 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 did the, um, how did making the song go for you? Uh, the inspiration question, same as, same as before. Um, because I was also, in addition to just getting such good feedback on like the the fact that I had a video on the on Flutter Wonder and people really really liking it, and Flutter Wonder was the first one I think that just blew up to an extreme degree that 
I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta make another one because that's a lot of fun. Like putting putting vocals together is, is way too much fun. And I think um, Sunshine and Celery Stocks was also the first one where I did a mixture of the two, where some of the vocal chops are from songs and then some of the vocal chops are from speech. And mixing those together was a lot of fun and very hard and extremely tedious. And yeah, that took a long time. Um, but I don't, <laughs> I don't dislike hearing Sunshine and Celery Stocks as much because by the time I was doing that one, I was a little bit better at it. So it took vastly less time than uh, Flutter mm. Wonder. But man, I had Flutter Wonder, Flutter Wonder in my dreams, just playing <laughs> on loop for like months. So I did get sick of that song. Fortunately, that was so long ago that I can listen to it again without wanting to like shoot myself. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I just was reminded of. Sorry to rewind no, no, for a second, but friggin' Gilda is, that's her name, right? The Griffin? Yeah, yeah, the Griffin. Yeah, uh, that's a good example of something that in the first season, which I think she was in the first season, was unresolved. And it was a really cool story. Like, I thought that they were going to wrap it up with her just being everyone's friend all of a sudden, and it just didn't. It didn't resolve at all, and she flew away, and we didn't see her again in, I don't know, six seasons or something. So that, I don't know, that's a really good example of even if Hasbro has control over you being a show for little girls, sometimes you can do stories that don't have a resolution immediately and stretch over a long period of time. And those are the best stories, in my opinion. Sweet. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, 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 that's, back to that. Look, just, this, this show is all about nerding out and remembering things. And um, I, yeah, it's, it's a good point. Um, <laughs> all right, well... October 13, 2011, now with 2.877 million views. Holy shit, that's a big number. Um, Pinkie Pie Swear, Sunshine and Celery Stalks.
It's it's everything. It, it 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 is Brony music. You look up Brony music in the dictionary. That fucking song comes up. Oh, <laughs> it's just oh, it's oh, yep. That's what I was, I was talking about earlier at the end there, where the two melodies playing at the same time, where yep. they sort of work together. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So after actually, I had a lot of questions um, asking. Um, you know, have you heard uh, X remix of your songs? Um, I know Sunshine and Celery Stalks, m- more than most of the other tracks in your discography, has had so many remixes over the years. Have you kept up with, um, like, it, all, all of those remixes and samples or, and, and just sort of the fan of music scene in general? Not really, no. Uh, I kind of disappeared and dropped out, and since then I haven't, I haven't really heard what brony music has been doing um i just know that when i was still in it there was a lot of dubstep but i don't know if that's still a thing but yeah i'm curious to know what people have been doing since i've been gone yeah cool um yeah the the dubstep the dubstep phase has come and to a large extent gone uh and i think we're all better off for it um, okay. <laughs> I don't, I, I missed, I missed that. I, I, I'm a quite a late arrival to Pony and I'm quite kind of glad I missed all that. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that's interesting to hear. Um, so yeah, maybe, yeah, cool. You, oh, there, there, look, there is a lot of good remixes of your tracks. Um, I, I've, I know I've played, I've played some of them out at, at cons and it always just like that mixture of newer production and also the nostalgia factor of um of your style always always goes off um yeah i'm always up for suggestions if you happen to know any off the top of your head um oh oh god off the top of my head um agile dash remix of sunshine and celery stalks um ill two plank i've actually heard that one um oh you have maybe i don't know it's it's like a happy hardcore and freeform version um 
I think it's Agile Dash. Oh, so great and powerful. I've heard these. Yeah. Um, Sorry, there's a, a lot that came up. Yeah, oh, there's, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, Agile Dash did the happy hardcore one. Um, yeah, and I, I did have someone ask, um, uh, a lot of artists, even if they weren't specifically remixing your work, took a lot of inspiration from it. Um, specifically, so great and powerful. Um, did, did that, uh, you know, how, how, how do you feel to have inspired so many people with your style? Uh, that's a pretty good feeling, I'm not gonna lie. That's like, that many people remixing my stuff is something I never expected to happen, and it fills me with lots of little insects, and it feels great. Awesome. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, yeah, well, I'll, maybe, maybe I'll link you some of my favorites um, after the show. Um, you can check them out and have a look. I would be very happy to do that, yes. Awesome. Um, so, you know, you released Sunshine and Celery Stalks in October. Um, there's a couple more tracks after that. Um, sort of finishing with uh, Hush Now, Quiet Now in December. And then your discography basically just drops off with the exception of one track on Balloon Party in mid-2012. Um, what's the reason behind that sort of drop in uh, sort of... Well, yeah, why did you sort of stop, um, um, you know, at the end of 2011? And yeah, what's, what's behind that? I can think of two reasons. One... Uh, Getting a, like, I guess I'll call it like a smash hit this early, um, it puts a lot of, I get it puts a lot of strain on you to, to keep doing it. And if the next thing you release doesn't, isn't as big of a hit, it almost feels like a failure and it shouldn't, but it's hard to escape that feeling of like, well, if, um, if I was on this, you know, this trend of of my songs being you know uh better and better and then all of a sudden i get a i release a song that's like a tenth of the of the the positive feedback or a tenth of the reaction or whatever then that can feel bad even though it shouldn't feel bad like there's no reason that that's that that should be viewed as a bad thing at all but it's that's a hard feeling to escape so that's number one is um i, I think that contributed to me being a a three hit wonder is is those are really th three really good tracks and then the rest of the stuff i felt like i was kind of hitting a brick wall and so it, it kind of contributed to me being like all right well i'm just going to take a break and i'll come back later and, and make some more but the break ended up being like 10 years so i i think i think i need to <laughs> i think i need to i think break's over i need to get i need to get back into this now um the other thing though and this is also making it hard to get back into this is that um the pony stuff was a really good source of stuff to chop up especially since their voices are so breathy and fun and so that makes it fun to to manipulate um i i since i dropped out a pony i no longer have that source of breathy airy vocals that i really just want to do something with and so I still make music every now and then. I never finish it, but I keep making stuff. And I think that the stuff I make is good, but it's just missing something. It's missing that 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 uh, focus, which the breathy, airy vocals from the show made it up for a great focus. And 
without that focus, it's very difficult for me to be like, well, I think it's done now. I'll go ahead and release it to the internet somewhere. And that, I guess that's the third problem is where do I release it? Because if I'm not in the you know the community or the fandom anymore, um, am I going to go back to OC Remix where people are going to you know take a dump on my Mega Man Remix? But yeah, it's just it, it, this is all just kind of stuff that shouldn't prevent you from making more. But I don't know. I'm a really um, I, it 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 makes it difficult for me personally, and it it really ought not to. So I'm trying to get over that part and just just make what I love. And if people like it, awesome. If not, then that's fine too. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I had a a, a question. Someone asked um that they recall reading that also you had a hard drive failure around that point. Um, yep. And and that Thanks was one of the reasons Windows as well. Vista. Yeah, Windows Vista basically ate all of my data and. If I were smart, I would have had that backed up, but I didn't. So I lost all of the original files. Fortunately, I gave some of the original files to other people. And so they were able to give them back <laughs> um, after after the fact. And so I, somewhere on this computer, I still have the original files for Flutter Wonder, which is great. But I lost like Hush Now, Quiet Now files, which Ooh. sucks. Yeah, that that is probably like my my favorite of the sort of of the of uh, outside of the big three that's my favorite of 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 all of your music it's just oh it's a fucking perfect song it's it's probably my favorite chord progression i've ever made because it's really just it's kind of weird but it's it's very calming and i don't know i've never made a chord progression like that i was really happy with hey speaking of that song have you or your fans uh seen the kitty remix of that song because uh, i signed a contract for a rapper to use that song in their to, to like use the chord progression in that song and make their own song with it and they made their own music video with it and it's it's actually kind of cool what just something to check out how do you how do you spell that um actually if you google uh, i think the song is called second life and the artist's name is kitty k-i-t-t-y and then on YouTube, it should just be Second Life hyphen Kitty. Oh, it features production from Ari Wara of An An Anna Anna Oh. Okay. Okay. Look. Look. No, you can't just say this, and, and we're not. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna play this right now. I just want to have a taste. Um, okay. Let's. Uh, here's the here's the link for the YouTube just in case. Huh. To listen to the full song and no. 50 million. Fuck off. Um, yeah, you can hear. You... <laughs> the YouTube link I sent you has the full song. Or you want to hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can, yeah, you can hear that. Do, do, do. Yeah, it's yeah. the exact same chord progression and, and everything. Wow. Okay. I, uh, uh, holy shit. I, I'm going to link that in the show notes. Um, so please, um, check that out in your own time, uh, listeners, because I, holy shit. Right, yeah, there that we was go. a neat, neat little saying. period of my life where I was signing contracts to use my uh, use my composition in some rap song. That was pretty cool. Yeah, cool as. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So December, you sort of stop making music. Um, but December of twenty eleven. Um, on June four, 
um, as a part of Balloon Party, you and Alex S release a track called Disco Lights. Now you said when we were talking earlier, there was a story behind this. So um, yeah, let's, 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 let's hear it. Great. So I finally get to reveal this to the world. Um, my collabs need to be in like giant quotes. <laughs> one, one of my collabs, I did like 95% of the work. And then the other of my collab, I've only done two. The other collab, I did like 5% of the work. And the disco lights, I did like 5% of the work. I think there's a couple airy synths that I provided, and that was about it. I think Alex S did the vast majority of the work on that track. But I that may, that might just be because it's hard to mesh our two styles um, in a 50-50 ratio. So you kind of have to just say like, well, here's some airy stuff that you that might work well, or here's some vocal chops. I forget if I even did any vocal chops. I think no. I did. I don't remember. No, no? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> the, the it, it's it's funny like looking through the my little remix forums um at people's reviews of balloon party um almost every person that brought up disco lights was like where pinkie pie swear what pinkie pie swear doing <laughs> i feel like this track is mi missing the pinkie pie swear uh vocal chops <laughs> yes i did very little on that track which is yeah. not to to like put down alex or anything it's just uh we just couldn't get we, we couldn't get him to work together very well and mm -hmm. i was like well that's all right i'll just provide this one synth and then he's like okay well is that are you okay with just providing this one thing and i'm like yeah that's fine you throw my name on it if you want it but you don't have to but yeah uh, and then the other uh um collab was uh i have to look this up because i don't remember the name of this uh pinky pie swear the astronomical Ast astronomer's almanac to all things astronomy which may have been privated it, yeah, private? yep, it's private. It's the video has anymore. been privated, okay. but it's still on. I think it's a um, I think it's a secret track on your Bandcamp with Macon. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Macon was the person I uh, collabed with, and that was a that was one where I did like ninety five percent of the work. And again, this is not at all the fault of Macon. He actually provided a lot of stuff to work with. The problem was is that trying to mesh. He he he's a pianist. He plays a lot of piano and trying to mesh his piano samples that had a lot of sound in them with the stuff that I could do, which is vocal chops. And I don't even think there's vocal chops in that in that track either. But uh, the stuff that I do, like the synths and, you know, kind of thicker bass and all that stuff, it was difficult to get the two to, to mix together if he was going to have samples that had a lot of piano in them. And so he ended up just sending me like, a few samples with just a little bit of piano and then that's all we could get to work together and we just threw it together and said all right well that that's a wrap and so yeah 95 percent collab on one and five percent collab on the other it averages out to about 50 percent, so that works for me there we go um <laughs> that's that's amusing um yeah yeah and then so in in august of 2012 you'd basically just put up a, a compilation of all of your um 2011 works into one album on Bandcamp, um, which is still there, um, along with a BBBFF remix. Um, and that BBBFF remix would be effectively your last, like, really pony contribution to the fandom. Um, did, did you and did you just sort of wind down after that um, and just sort of gradually disengage with all things fandom? Um, I think that was the last track that I did actually yeah that's that's probably the last track that I 
that's the that I think the last track I did that had inspiration behind it was probably the Hush Now Quiet Now. I think that was the second to last pony I did, and then the last track was that the BBBFF one, which I think I privated because I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of other people might like that track, but I I don't feel like I think that was when I dropped off it from pony stuff is because that was kind of when the inspiration was ending, and um. I didn't really do a lot of vocal chopping, and I don't think I did any vocal chopping actually in that track. I think it was just the lyrics over a beat and some synths, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this 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 is okay," but eh. and I think that's when I dropped off, if I'm if I recall correctly. Yeah, that is your last. That that's your last real explicit pony track. Um, yeah, and that's when I tried to just kind of take it in my own direction with. Uh, I think I think following that was last minute, and then following that was luminescence. And I love those tracks, but like I said, they're missing a focus. Yeah, um, like hardcore. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, random nobody asks, um, did you find more inspiration? Um, you know, you know, once you left the fandom because you weren't feeling inspired by Pony, did you find more inspiration elsewhere? Um, and also you know, with your Matt R stuff, um, how, how, how did you, how have you felt that's gone? Um, uh, shorter answer is, uh, nope, <laughs> I did not find more inspiration and I'm looking for it. So I'm thinking of maybe getting into some shows. I haven't watched like a good show in a long time or like a movie that has characters in it that just have really fun, breathy, airy voices that maybe I can do something with. And then, I guess reteach myself because I've forgotten at this point how to rip those things out of the media uh, and isolate them from the music because you kind of have to do that in order to do anything with them. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I've definitely lost the inspiration and I'm looking for new sources of it. So any recommendations are highly welcome. Well, I hear, I hear the Bluey fandom is popping off at the moment, but that could just be my Australian pride talking um uh i have seen a lot of that actually online but i i haven't heard the voices all that much so i'd have to check that out i do think the voices are would make good voices for chopping up and doing stuff with i have no idea i have i, I don't okay. know anything about music production i just <laughs> uh i i think i think it, enough enough to be worth checking out i think um okay i, I it's it's very it's very much a, like a kid's show um like more more so than pony um but who knows i it's 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 been quite it's been quality whenever i've seen it um, okay yeah um and then in about i think roughly 2014 um okay so you released last minute and its sister track in 2013 um you know n- doesn't really get the same reception that your pony music got um, and then in, in tw- about 2014, I think you basically remove your entire social media presence, um, including deleting your Tumblr, um, you private a whole bunch of your videos. Um, what's the, yeah, what's Wootmaster asks, what's the, what's the deal with all that? Um, yeah. I actually, I don't remember deleting my Tumblr. I remember losing access to it. Did oh, I delete it? is it gone? Yeah, it's gone. Um, all of the links are, are gone. Oh. Oh yeah, no, I actually, I don't think I deleted it. I do remember losing access to it and I had a, an authenticator attached to it and I, lo- I don't have the, I didn't have the authenticator anymore, so I just couldn't get back into it. 
and Tumblr wasn't much help with that, so I just sort of abandoned it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if by this point, since no one's logged into it for a while, that it was gone, but I don't think I personally deleted that, but I could be mixing that up. Twitter, I don't know if you mentioned Twitter, but Twitter's just another a good example of me just disappearing off the face of the earth. Yeah. Twitter, um, I remember using that for a while, and then I stopped using it, and then I wanted to get back into it pretty recently, actually. Um, and it turns out that uh, October 26th, I believe, last year, my Twitter account was stolen. Oh, okay. So right now, at Pinkie Pie Swear is, is owned by someone else. I have no idea who. And I tried to ask Twitter for help getting that account back, and to no avail. Like they, they were like, "Nope, sorry, we can't verify this. Get lost." And so yeah, I don't have a Twitter anymore. Um, what else is there? Facebook. You've... I definitely, I definitely deleted the Facebook. I oh, remember yeah. deleting that one. Um, yeah, there was uh, no trace of you on on Facebook. Uh... Yeah, I think I deleted that shortly after coming back from Australia, and then. Oh, did you know that? Oh. I was in Australia for a year. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that, that is a good place. I can, I can, uh, as an Australian, I can give a give a thumbs up to that decision. Um. <laughs> I lived in uh, Brisbane, Queensland for about a year. Fuck yeah! Oh, there we go. Yeah, I loved it. All the animals are huge. Yeah, want to kill you. It was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, everyone says that like it's a bad thing, but it's a really good thing. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you you did you did as well private a whole bunch of your YouTube videos, um, some of which you'd unprivate a couple of years later, um, and some of which are private to this day. Um, can can you just talk to why you did that? Like it... the first, I think the first reason was because of the copyright strike. Mm -hmm. I think I privated everything because there was a bit a bit of an issue. There was a bit of an issue with Hasbro, and there was another issue with I think Warner Brothers. Um, and the Hasbro issue was resolved and I unprivated all of the ones that I wanted to unprivate. I, there was a couple that I just didn't want to because I didn't feel like they were songs that I could be proud of, I guess. I don't know. It's not a very good reason to, to keep them hidden, but it's just, like I said, I'm pretty self-conscious about, about like quality of music and I, I don't know why, but yeah. I could just unprivate them at any time because it's not like anyone's holding me to that. Except for the Samurai Jack one, uh, that one is locked forever, unfortunately, because mm. Warner Brothers just wouldn't wouldn't they wouldn't have it, which sucks because I actually really like that one. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, look, I would love to see some of those old videos unprivated. Um, if if not for the musical appreciation, then at the very least for the history, um, because you know there's lots of comments that people have made and. I think a lot of people are going to have memories of those attached, but also like, that's my, that's my personal bias. I'm, I'm not, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, well, no, I am a musician, but I'm not a producer. So I can't, I can't really talk to the, the psychology of not liking your old stuff. Um, but I, I, it'd be great. I think a lot of people would appreciate, um, seeing some of those old tracks back on YouTube. Um, but interesting to know. Um, yeah. Oh, some of these are, some of these are just because I haven't, decided whether or not it's made for kids oh okay yes it's made for kids public there we go boom done save yes <laughs> um uh, so, some of the i think you turned off the comments on flutter wonder as well uh accidentally or maybe Wait. i did maybe okay. maybe when you were changing um oh so so audience the reason we know this is pinky pie swear um is because when i contacted him uh 
uh, I was like, hey, can you please verify it's Pinkie Pie Swear? And then he just goes and changes the title of Flutter Wonder to I'm the real Pinkie Pie Swear. It's like, oh yeah, okay, this is this is legit. Um, so maybe maybe when you were doing that, you, you bumped something because um, the, the comments oh, are now Oh, off. I get it, I get it. So just a second ago, I even did it. I think I just turned off the comments to the astronomy one because when, when, when it's asking me yes or no, it's made for kids, I thought it was asking like, is it okay for kids? But mm -hmm. it's asking me if it's specifically for oh, kids. Oh yeah, you just, don't, you just say no. It's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's change kids. that to no. Yeah. That's the problem. Boom. Yeah. Not for kids. Not. not yeah. Oh uh, yeah. There we go. No, don't restrict my video to viewers over eighteen. There we go. Now you should be able to comment on Flutter, Flutter Wonders. That was my bad. Dope. All right. Um. Sweet. Uh. A couple more questions left. Um. I had a lot of people ask. Um. If you'd played any conventions. Um. And if you hadn't played any conventions, would you consider doing it in the future? Oh yeah, I did play one convention. Um, oh god, I was flown out to uh, Seattle, Washington, to do. I think the convention was called Everfree Northwest. Yep, I think. And I got to meet the Cutie Mark Crusaders, two of them, anyways. That was cool. I probably don't remember that. <laughs> and uh, I got to meet Daniel Ingram for about three seconds. That was also cool. Um. And then, yeah, they had me play uh, on a, in a set, and I was, I don't know why they did this, I was the very last person to play the set, uh, so I got to follow up a whole bunch of dubstep with my stuff, which sounds nothing like dubstep, and I even remember when I got up on stage, I made a joke to the crowd, I was like, you guys ready for some bass? And everyone was like, yeah, and I was like, okay, well, I didn't bring any, so I'm going to do my stuff instead. <laughs> And uh, I just played. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing that happened, I started playing my set. I think I got through two songs and then somebody from the hotel or whatever or wherever we were. I don't, I don't remember. I think it was a hotel. Somebody from the venue uh, came up in the middle of my set and started talking in my ear. And they're like, uh, actually, we're out of time. So you're going to have to make this your last song. And I'm just like, oh, cool. All right. <laughs> Great. And so I just ended on like song two. And everyone was really confused, and I walked off. It was a disaster, but... Oh, that's not the end. Also, to, a big piece of advice for anyone out there, if you plan on DJing and you are you have the type of music that you're DJing that doesn't require you to do a whole lot, um, other than maybe transition from one song to the next, make sure you turn sleep mode off on your laptop, or your laptop will go to sleep in the middle of the set. Yeah, my laptop went to sleep in the middle of the set, and fortunately I caught it right as it was going to sleep, so... It only went to sleep for about two seconds, but that was two seconds of extremely awkward silence in the entire building when my music just suddenly cut out. I, I, um, my, my brain is just... The, the one time we've ever seen a Pinkie Pie swear set live was cut short by the hotel. <laughs> Holy... That just the... Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, it was real funny. Fuck. Uh, the good news is, though, and I, I felt really cool about this, um, I did get to meet uh, Alex S. and a whole bunch of other people um, there. And Alex S., I can't remember if his, if he, I doubt he forgot it. I guess maybe his controller just broke, his, his uh, DJ controller. And I had mine there, and so I got to, I, I let him borrow mine for his set. And that's pretty much one of two times that controller's ever been used. Fuck yeah.
All right. So that was neat. Yeah. Would you would you think about doing something like that again? Um, if you had the opportunity? Uh, if I learned how to DJ, yes. Okay. But like right now, I know how to press play and transition from one song to the other and maybe add some unnecessary Troll. delay to the track while it's going. But yeah, if I could learn how to DJ and I'd really like to learn how to do that with something like Ableton Live. Ableton Live looks really fun for learning how to DJ clips in real time. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be really cool. Oh, that is that is true live performance. That is that is Thank that you. is that is a level above DJing. Um, like you know, I'm I, I'm a DJ and I have nothing but awe and respect for the people that that, that play their music live with Ableton. It's uh yeah, it's mind boggling. Yeah, kind of like um, there's a there's a video a music video I'm thinking of. Um, shoot, what's pop, the artist's is it pop, name? Pop culture by Madian. Thank you. You 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 took it right out of my brain. How'd you do it? <laughs> it's 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 it is the one that everyone references when they. Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Like the you got all the clips in Ableton and you trigger them with that controller. That looks like fun. Yeah. Also really hard. Oh yeah, just that that five minute routine contains more skill than most DJ sets contain in an hour. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's that's good to know. Um, I'm. Yeah, maybe maybe one day we'll see another another Pinkie Pie swear DJ set that won't be cut short by the hotel. Um, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to get more than two songs in. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Um, I had a couple of questions about um, returning to the fandom and and returning to music in general. Um, have have you have you thought about returning to Pony fandom music? Um, and you know if if so why so and if not why not. Uh, it's looking pretty bad so far with this new movie, but if the series comes out and it's good, then sure. Cool. Like, I don't see why not. All right. Um, so yeah, maybe. All right. Um, and I have to like the content in order to be inspired to, to manipulate it. Of course. Of course. It, it, yeah, I have to like it and it has to sound good because I, the pony voices, the new ones, um, they definitely sound workable. Um, I'm trying to remember their names. Maybe I shouldn't go into this because I... There's Izzy, I this and there's Hitch, and there's... Is Izzy the the unicorn? Izzy's the unicorn, yeah. Okay. Izzy's voice sounds like it would be fun to chop up. Um, and then, we yeah, we have a we have a guy main character now. That's That opens up a whole new window. They're, they're, not, they're not all lesbians anymore. Imagine that. Yeah, well, I think, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Khan asks, do you have a most memorable uh, moment from your time making music in the fandom? Um, most memorable moment making music. Unfortunately, that's probably the DJ moment I just described is the most <laughs> memorable one. Uh, um, as for like a good memory... Like, I don't know, finishing a video and hitting the submit button after weeks of work is probably the most satisfying thing in the world. So every single time that happened, oh, that, yeah, I love those moments. Yeah, awesome. That's a, that's a fucking wholesome, wholesome memory. Um, and do, do you have a proudest accomplishment? Um, shoot, that was probably going to be, I should have saved that answer for the, for the, for the <laughs> question. You could use, use it for both, use it for both. 
Okay, yeah, proudest moment is definitely um, finishing the song that had both the movie, the PMV, with the song. Um, and then having it just be like a really nice length, three or four minutes. And yeah, big, big huge moment for me is, is just finishing a project and then having everybody love it. That's, that's cool. I love that. Awesome. Um, and just a, like, this is, this is a really interesting question, I guess, because a lot of the guests that I, uh, with this, this next question, sorry, a lot of the guests that I ask on this show about, um, you know, their time in Pony, they've been, they were Pony at the start. They've been in Pony for 10 years and they can't imagine their life without Pony. But in so many ways you have lived a life without Pony. So the question I have for you, where would you be um, if you, like, as, as a person and as a musician, if you hadn't have joined the Pony fandom? Uh, I'd probably, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have gotten back into music, actually, because the OC Remix experience of posting what you thought was really good and then having everybody just be like, nah, this is, this is garbage. This is hot garbage, kid. <laughs> like, that's, uh, that's pretty you know that 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 hurts and that's just part of the experience of just sucking at something until you're good at it Mm -mm. um but if if the community like the very welcoming and creative community that is the brony fandom at at least in 2011 and i'm sure it still is uh helped kind of be like helped me try again and uh if it weren't for that i don't know if i would have tried again and that would have sucked yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we have Pony to blame for um, for, <laughs> for all of that. Um, yeah, sweet. And um, Scron asks, um, what were some of your downfalls during your music days, and what lessons have you learnt um, in like b- because of your time making music? Um downfalls well there have been a couple a couple without going into too much details there were times of like creative differences that kind of hindered progress on you know something that you're making or with somebody else and uh, that can be a difficult obstacle to to get through but instead of looking at it as an obstacle uh you should look at it as a like a, a, a way to grow as somebody who can persuade someone else of your ideas and if you can't persuade them that you're that you're th- whatever you're talking about is like the better thing to do then then you know aim for compromise and if that doesn't work then i guess it doesn't work but um that was a really good opportunity to to grow as a as a i guess a teammate um is through those creative differences as despite how heated they got sometimes yeah awesome um all right well the final question actually no sorry i have Two, two more questions. Um, okay. Uh, Iron Curtain asks um, his only question. He says, I found, this sh- I found this show for you. I need to know. I, f- I found this person for you for the show. His only question is, do you like your fetlocks shorn or unshorn? Um, do you know what a fetlock is? No, I need it's help. The, it's the, the it's like the, the part, it's like the fur that sort of covers the, the bottom of a pony's hoof from the leg. Um, and so do I like those what or what? Sean, like cut or uh, like, like Sean, like cut or unshorn, like uncut. Like, do you, do you want to see, do you want to see fur over the top of hooves or do you not want to see fur over the top of hooves? Uh, hooves. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> 
<laughs> this is a bit of a piss take. I'm not expecting a serious answer. Okay, yeah, I think I think I like it not furry. Cool. All right, important. This, this is a very important question. Um, okay. All right, and my final question that I asked to all of my guests. Um, do you have any artists um, that, you know, you were sort of talking to at the time that you think would make good people to interview on this show? If you can find Not A Clever Pony, I don't know. I don't have a clue where they are at this point. Oh, she, um, yeah. I don't think anyone knows where she is. Yeah, if you can find her, uh, I'd love to hear from her again because we were pretty good friends for a while. We talked a lot and it was um, it was fun. It, her remix of my uh, Simple Joy mix was amazing. And then I think that remix got remixed by a rap artist. I don't know. I just kind of <laughs> spiraled out of control. But Oh, yeah, yeah that's, uh, the, that's the sample for Pony Swag. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you can find her, that would be great. And then I would love to talk to, did you say her name is Jessie? Jessa. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to talk to Jessie. It's been forever since I've talked to her, so I would love to talk to her. Awesome. Not, well, not that I'm going to talk to the, these people that you're interviewing, but like, yeah. I don't know. I just want to hear their voice again. It's been a long, long time. Well, she's a, she's a VTuber now, so um, you can get the... Yeah, you can you can see it all. Um, and she, uh, like, as one of the few artists on this show that I've actually properly met, she is, my God, um, she's just as just as humble a person as she presents herself to be. Um, it's phenomenal. Meet your heroes is all I can say to all of the audience. Meet your fucking heroes because so many of them are really fucking nice people. Um, yeah. Are they are they still doing tons of Eurobeat? Yep, she's still doing Eurobeat and bass, like not as much horse music now, but, um, you know, still, yeah, still fucking fanging the production, still fucking fanging the performances. Um, yeah. Because, like, I never was exposed that much to Eurobeat, but now that I've gotten into DDR, it, there's Eurobeat everywhere. So. Mm, there is <laughs> there's nothing like a rhythm game to fill people's minds with high BPM bullshit. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Well... Thank you so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate it. And um, I can only hope that um, when, when people get a chance to listen to this, that, that they'll do the same. Um, if, if people, for the love of God, haven't heard your music, where, where can they find um, that? And if, if they do want to follow you or whatever, where can they keep up with you? Uh, I would just Google Sunshine and Celery Stocks because that's my best song, Yeah, objectively. <laughs> No debate. Sweet. Um, well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, this has been Rock Fox with Brony Music History. This is episode... I don't know. I lost count. There's a couple of episodes. Um, and, yeah, if you want to follow me, um, you can find me at Rock Fox DJ. Um, I post... A lot of the audience, all, all, almost all the questions today came from the audience. So I want to say a big shout out to everyone who asked questions. Um, I'll always ask for audience questions before I do um, the show. So if you want to have some input on what I do, um, yeah, please give me a follow there. And you can find this podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, on all of the podcast aggregators. And um, yeah, you can hear me DJ on YouTube as well. So um, see you later, everyone. And thank you so much for your time. And we will talk later. Bye. Thanks for having me. See you later.